As Elijah Snow says in the brilliant comic book series, Planetary, it's a strange world. Let's keep it that way. Welcome to the Strife Seek Find podcast. I'm your host, Chance Whitmore. I've been rereading a favorite of mine this week, the 24, or is it 25, issue run of the Ellis Casti Dupuis classic Planetary. It's one of my favorite comics. Read the entire run in singles, though number one came much later, and quite honestly, it's encased in graded plastic at my home now, and I own all the graphic novels and related materials. So I guess you could say I like it a lot, and I'll explain why in a moment. But as I read this week, I was thinking, That as we move through life and deal with the sometimes overwhelming weight of the mundane day-to-day existence over and over and over again, it's easy to forget in how many ways our world can be weird and wonderful. So today I thought it'd be nice to remind us all how the weird world exists just beneath the major headlines. Now let's get started. Quick programming note, you may hear a little bit of thunder and lightning in the background here, and the thrumming of rain on the window. I waited as long as I could. It's one of those nights it's not going away. When I'm not recording, I find these moments pleasant and relaxing. I hope you don't notice it, or at least you find it relaxing too. So let's start briefly with the founder of our feast, Planetary the Comic Book. It was put out in the late 90s. It was originally pitched as the secret history of the Wildstorm universe. But even then, I preferred the other claim that it made. That it was based around the concept of mystery archaeology. It was a resonant phrase. A team of people digging into the secrets of society, no matter how dark, and pulling them kicking and screaming into the light. The story itself was dense and full of references from everything from Hong Kong action flicks to the nature of the human soul. It was brilliant. Rephrase. It is brilliant and holds up wonderfully. But how does it relate to the real world in this case? And that's a great question. Right now, it's easy to find articles that should be read on everything. From the Ukraine to the recession to gas prices, to the next election cycle, you can bury yourself in important information. What I'm asking you to do is take a look around and find the little things that seem to fall between the cracks. At this point, a lot of this stuff wouldn't qualify as really important. Not on a global scale. Probably not on your personal scale. But it's fascinating. And who knows how it'll turn out later. So today I'm going to touch on a couple of secret recents, a couple of articles that caught my eye in the last couple of days, a couple of articles that make the world a more interesting place. Links will obviously be in the show notes. Now, the finding that's going to launch our foray into this type of article, along, of course, with Planetary, comes from 
what's being found as they rebuild the cathedral at Notre Dame. You remember this fire? I think it was 2019. And I'm pulling this article from the editor's blog at IFL Science. As they've been rebuilding the cathedral, they've come across many interesting things. And I'm going to urge you to go take a look at this article. But the one that caught people's attention is a lead sarcophagus. Yes, a lead coffin. And it's been there for a while. They seem to think it's been from the 14th century, but they're not 100% sure. And because of the fact it's lead, sealed, and is held up this long, they're fairly sure it was someone important. And of course, at that point, being humans, we're curious. Who's in there? What's their story? How are we going to find out? So scientists want to open it up. Does this sound like the beginning of many a horror movie to you? It does to me as well. So when they crack this bad boy open and the vampire apocalypse comes, don't say I didn't warn you. That being said, I'm going to be honest. I want to know what's inside that sucker as much as anyone. Why lead? Why is it still tangled up and buried down there? And I need to see if there's any records that might help figure that out along the way. I'm going to be watching this one with some interest. Next up, by way of NPR, comes the news that the first known, and let me stress known, interstellar meteor hit the Earth in 2014. Why do they believe this one? Well, it comes down to they're pretty darn good at their math. They used NASA data sets and were able to calculate the meteor's speed and trajectory, which points the object coming from outside the solar system. And obviously this isn't the only one, but it's the first confirmed on the planet. So while this sounds like the opening to the John Carpenter classic, The Thing, this is amazing because it gives us a closer look at the universe outside our protective little bubble. Personally, I'm just impressed with the brain sweat that went into these calculations, and I'm curious what they will discover about these objects with further study. Who knows what we'll learn about what's happening outside the solar system. And finally, from a less sciencey space, via the Associated Press and the Salem Witch Trials. Okay, I was fighting this urge, but I can't. I have to go full Monty Python here. We found a witch, maybe we should burn her. Followed by a quick fast forward to how do you do what else floats besides wood? A duck. So if she floats, she weighs the same as a duck and therefore must be a witch. Perfect scientific method by way of Monty Python. But back to the story at hand. We have a pardon. Yes, a pardon, 329 years after the conviction. The last remaining accused witch has been pardoned thanks to the actions of the Massachusetts legislature and the curiosity of an 8th grade civics class. The accused was 22 at the time of being charged and was sentenced by de- to death by hanging. Please note, no burning. The sentence was never carried out but her conviction was never officially overturned, in part because, unlike so many other victims of the Salem witch trials, 
she didn't leave any descendants behind to fight for her. So we have an injustice formally corrected and behind the force of a group of kids who stepped up and took an interest. All this is to say, our world is an amazing place if you take the time to look beyond the surface. Take a few minutes and look around. Breathe it in and realize. The world is indeed a strange place, and I hope we keep it that way. Well, my friends, that's it for this week's edition of Strive, Seek, Find. If you'd like to support the show, please suggest the podcast to your friends or leave a review on your favorite podcasting app. If you'd rather show financial support, I'd never turn down a donation on Buy Me a Coffee, all of which goes towards purchasing materials to keep the podcast moving forward. And thanks again for listening. Until next time, keep seeking your own brilliant.